Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. And today we are going to be breaking down the Saturday, March 21st slate for the LCS, the American, the North American, and really the U.S. League for the League of Cham- the League of Legends. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty exciting in terms of having a, a start time at 5 p.m. If you've been watching and playing League of Legends, you know that it's like 2, 3, 4, 5 a.m. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, some of those final rounds in the China League, since it's a three-game series, are going to still be going on. But for the most part, now we have some primetime action. And I should point out, $150,000 prize pool, 33% to first, which is just ridiculous by DraftKings, but trying to get a lot of interest in it, it makes sense promotion-wise. But 50k to first terrible payout structure but there's gonna be a lot more money coming like there is about to be unless DraftKings drops some of the things that I have heard rumored and heard through the the pipelines about what they're working on which would be very exciting and can't share right now but if they do not do that soon it is going to be a hundred thousand dollar first League of Legends at least for the prime time slate so gonna be breaking down the LCS yes there are three current leagues going on China, LPL, the European League, the LEC, and now the LCS is returning as well. I believe a lot of these um, teams are taking their games online in leagues, but I will point out that as of last night, I do have projections for the League of Legends for all three of these leagues. We dropped those last night for China, back-tested, I feel pretty good about them. I'm going to be using them today for the LEC. I'm I'm recording this on a Friday. So if you're interested in those projections, these sheets, I'll link them up below. It'll be a link over to Patreon. But again, I want to really enforce that if you are not, based on the current situations going around in the world, if you are not in a situation comfortability-wise to be going over to Patreon and trying to get projections, please do not. It's only for people that want to support over there and are on the means to do so. So with that said, yes, there is a a five-game primetime slate. I'll be breaking it down at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday with Awesomo, Alex Baker himself on the Awesomo YouTube channel. Just a little bit of a live before lock talking about our probably exposures, our strategy, for the most part, when it comes to stacking, if you're brand new here because there's a $50,000 first prize pool, you're probably seeing me for, for seeing me for the first time potentially or just me doing League of Legends. It is a league that is dominated by stacking similar to baseball. You stack two teams, you hope that they win, um, and that the odds are usually in their favor, like huge odds. On this slate, it's interesting because we have three out of the five games being just slight favorites when a lot of these leagues and series so far over the past week to two weeks have been just a ton, like three to four teams that are just huge favorites and you just don't even want to take the underdogs. There's a real chance that this five game slate is going to be appealing and some things are going to work out in terms of the underdogs pulling it off. You have three games that are 172 favorite, 167 favorite, 147 favorite. Those can go either way and one of them is likely to lose. So out of the three. So it's this interesting situation where you can now, instead of having to stick to three teams to stack, you can arguably stack like six, seven teams are viable to stack in this if you're trying to shoot for some of those upsets in some lower owned stacks. So with that being said, hit the subscribe button if you can here, trying to get to 20,000 subscribers, even during the midst of everything that's going on, trying to create the content that one people are searching for. People are saying, why are you creating League of Legends content? Well, have you seen any other sports? No, one. But two, it's what people are searching for. I'm not just aiming and throwing darts at the wall. I, I, there's tools to see what people are searching for. And this, by far, a week as of a week ago, the traction was going up, and it's going to skyrocket now the prize pools are larger. Uh, so hit that subscribe button. You can check out Superdraft. They actually have. So they're doing simulations for NBA, and now they have streams for it that are going to be starting tonight as I record this on Friday over on Twitch. If you want to use the link down below you ever do deposit, you'll get a $10 bonus. But for right now, they have free contests with money available. So free to enter, they're free rolls, money on the line, and you can actually watch the stream now on Twitch. So that's Superdraft down below for some of their NBA Super Sim Legends uh, simulations that they have going on. 
Again, you can check that out down below. Appreciate y'all being here. If you want the projections, anything like that, it's a link down below on Patreon with some free strategy guides. So starting with the top laners, I'm going to go position by position. I really do focus on teams that are big favorites, but now that we have so many teams to choose from as like a secondary stack. So you want to stack one of the teams that you feel really good about winning, stack them four players, one of them in your captain spot. Um, that's like a basic rule for more optimal builds. We'll see if that starts to change with more people playing and maybe taking on that strategy. But your second team, yes, you can still make it a very uh, high favorite, but then you're probably making a lot of duplicated lineups. Now you have so many other options. So he has Broken Blade at the top. If you're just trying to look at overall average kills as a top laner, top laner is not going to get you a ton of kills. They're going to kind of just poke around in each of the categories of kills, assists, kill participation. Um, but you're getting $7,200. I don't know if I want to pay all the way up here. Like if I'm stacking TSM, maybe I end up going there. But paying all the way up is not, um, and that's team solo mid, pay, t- paying all the way up is not as appealing right off the bat for a top laner as it will be for a, a mid laner, MID, uh, an AD carrier, ADC on the drafting scoring if you are new here. Um, so those are going to be the spots that I really want to pay all the way up for. They're going to be more expensive, but you have Broken Blade, still going to get you a ton of kills. I mean, three per contest, still going to be a 333 favorite. So it's nothing terrible there. Good kill participation. Uh, first blood, if you're trying to correlate with a team, which doesn't really matter too much, 36%. FanDuel, they don't have the salaries out yet for this slate. They did add it. I will be adding those and there's different scoring. So be sure there's a huge difference. Teams are able to get all the points as well instead of having separate scoring. So be sure to check that out. So if you're stacking and you want to prioritize Broken Blade or you have the money left, go for it. It's probably not going to be something that I do. Um, a 476 favorite, um, Licorice is going to be $7,000 and you're going to have a 93% win rate. So if you're trying to stack and pay up, that's where I would go. You're just getting a more secure win there. Um, you're getting a the best on the slate pretty much in terms of creep score per minute, which doesn't matter a ton, but it will add up. Average assist is the best on the slate. So you're getting a good amount of points there, at least deaths on the slate, just staying alive. So that's where I would go with the 476 favorite. But you can just poke around in a lot of different areas. I mean, depending on if you want to take an underdog rune as a plus 112 underdog. So a slight underdog, right? But you're seeing somebody who has a five assist per contest that's tied for the second highest in the slate at just six thousand dollars a really big discount 74.2 percent kill participation so you're getting upside in that regard just the downside is most deaths on the slate and obviously an underdog so you're paying for that team's only one uh, 21 percent of the time the other thing to point out is that the american and the european the lec european and the lcs the american only play one round as opposed to china and some other leagues that play three rounds um, they only play one round so that's why the fantasy points per game are going to be lower all of these top leaners have started all 14 games so far you're not going to see since they only play one round you're not going to see a lot of other um, players starting unless they're one a team player just playing terrible or just out for that contest so I think at the top end, um, Licorice is who I would prefer at $7,000. And then just if you're shooting for upside stacks, and here's the thing, it's hard to break it down by position um, without kind of keeping in mind that you're probably going to be stacking the the whole entire team. So it's more of an entire picture look at your lineup instead of position by position. Like you shouldn't just be poking one player from each position. Um, You should be trying to poke four players from one team that add up and then two players from another and one from another or three from another, right? It's just similar to baseball, tennis, just you're trying to stack here. But this is just a stats breakdown of, each position. Um, some of the bigger underdogs, I'm not going to touch like um, some's day at the bottom haunts at the bottom. I'm not going to touch some of those bigger underdogs. I'll probably stick around with one or two or the spots that I feel really good about um, underdogs, like the short underdogs. Another thing to point out is you should continuously be checking the Vegas odds. As of right now, these are the Vegas odds on, on a Friday after Friday morning. So we're going to have somewhere around 18 hours until this thing kicks off. If the Vegas odds start to shift and a slight underdog becomes a slight favorite by chance, or they get closer to being a favorite or closer to a pick their price point is not reflective of that. And now you're finding very good value. And the projections on those teams are probably going to bump up, even though their price points are not. So 
that's where I'm a top laner. If we go to mid laner, uh, so just in terms of the map, there's a picture on Patreon. There's a podcast about how you play this as well. But in terms of the map, it's not a circle. But if you just pictured a circle, uh, the left side of that is called the top lane. The middle is the mid lane where a lot of the action is. And the right is where the support and AD carrier go. The AD carrier does not have a ton of health and is not that strong in terms of that. So that's why it goes with a support that they get supported with. So the mid laners want to get a ton of points in some of the highest scoring points. Again, most of these players have started all 14 games. The only one who has not Counter Logic Gaming has kind of broken it up six and eight. Uh, Polliter is, is the one who has started six games, and that's who I have on here as of right now. So you're getting a situation where, again, mid laners are going to be like the most expensive with your AD carriers. So you see like the top four mid laners or the top five favorites are all $7,000 and above. You, you just naturally are going to have to spend up here. And you really should. Like if you're just trying to talk about trying to get, gain an edge some of the slight underdogs do have a lot of upside in terms of fantasy points per minute like polliter uh, started six games you have to check if they're going to if he's going to get the start today three and a half average kills that's pretty solid that's the third highest on the slate if you're just talking about assists though does not rack those up kill participation is very active and tied pretty much for the highest creep score per minute so like there is upside if you did want to stack counter logic gaming or two or three of them there is upside if you hope that they pull off the upset they're not going to be highly owned one and two, these types of players at a cheaper price point, $1,000 cheaper than a lot of these upper tier um, mid laners are going to be very cheap. The issue is like it's 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 going to work out for you, but not often. I um, still think it's a, an intriguing salary. Still think it's somebody that I'll, I'll have in as like a one-off if I was to do a 4-2-1 uh, polliter at that point, just because of the upside if the win is is actually there. But if you're just looking all the way up at the top, I mean, power of evil, you're going to get the most kills, average kills per contest at 3.9. You're going to get technically the highest creep score, highest damage. That is a $7,800 price point for FlyQuest. Uh, FlyQuest, as of right now, is going to come in as a 172 favorite. So not the biggest favorite on the slate. So the biggest favorites on the slate right now are going to be Team Solo Mid, 333 favorite. That's a huge favorite. And then it's going to be Cloud9 as a 476 favorite. That is also a huge favorite. Their team has a 93% win rate. They win pretty much all the time. There's not much parity there. But Power of Evil is going to come in as a 172 favorite. And that's a pretty decent sized favorite. So third highest favorite, right around tied for the fourth they're probably not going to pick up as much ownership. So this is a good spot to start if you wanted to for your captain. This is a good spot to start for your lineups and try and reduce the ownership naturally. I'm not going to pick up our every single mid laner here. There's some stats on the screen. There'll be projections up later today, as well as on Patreon with these data sheets with my interests filled in in column G. I'll put a yes if I am going to be playing them at a good clip. I'll put an X if it's more so that someday I'm going to kind of work into my exposures. Somebody that I like, an underdog that I'll fit in there. I'll put a no if I'm just not getting there. Heading over to support. So support role, if you're new here, is they go down the right side of the map with the AD carrier. The AD carrier is somebody like um, pretty much there's other aspects that they do that are important for the game, farming, all that stuff. But in terms of DFS, they stay on the right side. They create a lot of damage, but they can't take a lot of damage. So they go over there with a the support player who pretty much is just supporting, right? They're going to contribute for the most part, just assists. You're not going to see a ton of kills for support players because that's what the AD carrier is doing. They're just kind of contributing with assists. Sometimes you'll see their kill participation spike a little bit because of those assists. So once again, um, 11 out of these or nine out of these 10 teams have started the same player every single time. The only one that is not right now um, is going to be Golden Guardians that have kind of split it 12 and two. So just I'll keep an eye on that and I'll update that on the projections. I'll update that on these sheets, who's going to be starting and not. And probably we'll talk about it on the live stream on Awesomeo. Um, but what you get here is just a ton of assists, right? You're seeing the assist percentages be some of the highest that you've seen. Assist percentages meaning average assist per contest. Like you're seeing them in the upper sevens, in the eights, the upper eights they're hitting here compared to their kills where you're lucky if somebody and only one person is averaging one kill per contest on this slate. 
So your goal here is to get um, just upside in terms of a win, so a winning team, and then two, see where you can pick up some of those additional points. Creep scores per minute, 0.02 points, so it's not a lot, but still, the higher the better. Um, if you're or if you're talking about just kill participation, see how often they're involved in the kills compared to their assists. Maybe they're getting a little bit unlucky, and their assists are likely to come up and regress back to the positive. Another way that you can stack is your support with your AD carrier, right? If they're on the same team, they're probably going to win. And two, if they're both going to the same side and your AD carry is getting a ton of kills, it probably means they're not dying, which probably means the support's doing their job right and they're getting a lot of assists. So if you're just looking once again, we've talked about a couple of players that stand out like FlyQuest's um, mid laner. So if you're trying to look there, a 172 favorite, only 5,800, third highest price player, 7.2 assists um, per contest. That's really good. Um, if 1.2 creep score per minute, that's pretty good. Third highest on the slate in damage as of right now is the second highest on the slate. So I did not play last year, did not accumulate any stats. But if you're just talking about Ignar, you're, you're getting a good amount of upside at that price. If that's a stack you want to go towards, best player on the slate is always going to be the highest price, the highest favorite right now, 93% win rate, 8.79 average assists per contest. It's just fantastic. Like this is where the biggest gap is in terms of so far the positions we've talked about from like who is the best support player on the slate compared to the rest of them. You're talking about over 21 fantasy points per game. And that's because of the win rate, right? So Vulcan's getting 21 fantasy points per game. The next closest is like 17 fantasy points per game. That's a pretty big drop off compared to some of the other ones we looked at. It's like a half a point difference or one point from number one to number two. And that's just because of, as a support player, you're so heavily weighted on one, your win rate, and two, your assists. And those, for the most part, if you're going to win, you're probably going to have a good amount of assists. So, and those are skyrocketed here. Um, 16 more assists than anybody else in the season, Vulcan. Uh, the assist rate at that point is over one more than anybody else uh, per game. So, yeah, you're just getting a lot of upside there. That's built into the price. So, if this was a spot you wanted to go one off at 6,200, I think you can. If you're trying to look for an underdog that's a little bit cheaper, and you can maybe take a stand on smoothie and Zazal are probably either of the options I would go to. But again, you need to try and get the win there. They are slight favorites. Um, smoothie is going to be a plus 112 underdog or slight underdogs. Uh, plus 112 underdog. Zazal is going to be a plus 125 underdog. But they do contribute. I mean, Zazal in 14 games has the most kills for a support on this slate at 14. That's one per contest and does contribute a lot of assists, 6.93. At $5,000, that's where I would probably go, whether you're doing a secondary stack and hoping that the underdog pulls it off at low ownership, or you're just looking for somebody to fill into that last spot, leave some salary on the table. Um, it is also the one of the highest fantasy point per game scores. But again, that's skewed based on who they've played in the past and how they've gotten wins. So as a plus 125 underdog, you're getting a good amount of assists. You're getting the most creep score per minute. You're getting the highest damage. I think that's a spot that is okay to look at at $5,000. But again, keep in mind, you need to be trying to stack and then work these players in as one-offs or smaller stacks. Heading over to the AD carrier. You're still watching. Please do take a couple seconds on the podcast. Take a couple seconds on the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. I understand everybody's like, oh my God, Sal's creating League of Legends content. Look, look, look. That's what people are searching for. I am no expert in League of Legends like any other DFS sport. It, it, the real life sport is completely different from the DFS sport. If I can model something, if I can make projections for something, and it is projectable and as straightforward game theory-wise as League of Legends, um, you're going to be miles ahead of people who just watch the sport but have never played DFS, right? Does that make sense? If you went to somebody who watches League of Legends all day, and you went to me who doesn't watch League of Legends all day but knows how to data model, and then you give them both the DFS scoring and you tell them to compete against each other, I'm probably going to be that person every single time or whatever the, the, the high end odds are. And that's not me trying to be cocky or braggy. It's just me having more information at that point. Um, watching tape is important and it is a good caveat to also having data and understanding what these people are doing on a higher level. But if you had one, one hour to look through all these models or you had one hour to talk to somebody about how the teams perform and then you had to go play DFS, the person who has the models and is looking through those is going to do much better. So um, I do that for all sports. You've seen me cranking those out. I just enjoy doing this. I enjoy putting content together and 
working around in just all the databases. So hopefully you're getting value from this. And if you do hit the subscribe button, why not? So the AD carrier, ADC, um, these are going to be with the mid laners, probably the most, the most optimal in terms of like a cash lineup, um, captain options, because they score the most points on average. The downsides to that though, is that especially in the, the American league, the European league, they're only playing one round. So their, their, their potential to get from like, I don't know, 25 points to 35 points like per contest goes down because it's, it's, it's much more upside in three series for them to kind of hit some of their ceiling rounds. Whereas in one, if they just have a 25 point round, well, then their support character might and teammate might have 22 points and then they're a better captain option at $2,000 less. So I'm actually, I took off the restrictions of not having junglers and support characters and top laners in the captain spot. I'm putting those in there now. It is not optimal. That is not the optimal way to build, but that's how you build for GBPs. If you're building cash lineups, put the mid laner and or or I guess, put the mid laner or AD carrier that you like the most in your captain spot and work from there. If you're doing GPPs, the only restriction I have on is the team. I do not want for um, for DraftKings salaries, at least, I do not want the team in my captain spot, that type of uh, one of the teams. In FanDuel, it actually looks pretty optimal if they're going to be getting all the other scores as everybody else, but just kind of a little way to go about it. So when you're just looking at this, um, yeah, you're going to see some really big distributions. Obviously, uh, Cloud9 being the highest favorite here, they're probably the team right next to so cloud nine and team solomid one of those should be your main four stack if you're building this one lineup you probably shouldn't stack both teams you probably won't afford to you probably can't afford to so i mean zven all the way up to the top just fantastic i mean if you're talking last year um 3.7 kills per contest 4.9 assists and now if you're talking this year it's only gotten better 6.3 assists and 4.6 kills um, those are pretty much the highest in the slate uh, the kills are only behind apollo um, who we'll see if it's even starting today, but that's a smaller sample of just four games compared to 14. So Sven all the way up at the top at 8,200. Yes, if you're stacking Cloud9, you want Sven in your lineup, whether it's at the captain spot or not, you want him in your lineup. If you're going to be stacking team solo mid, well, then you're probably going to Kobe right below that as a 333 favorite. You're getting five assists per contest. You're getting three kills per contest. Not as good of a, not as good of stats um, and, a lesser, and a lesser favorite. So it just depends on how you can fit together your lineups. Um, I will be taking one of Team Cloud9. Like if I was to build one lineup right now for a GPP, Team Cloud9 or Team Solo Mid would be my number one four-man stack. And then from there, I'd try and find one of these, these smaller favorites or smaller underdogs to fill in the rest of my three. And I think one of these underdogs has a good chance of pulling it off. So Sven all the way up at the top is a spot that I go. If you're looking around sort of in the mid-range, it gets a little bit tricky here. All the way at the bottom at Tactical, but we have to see who starts. Tactical has only started three games. The 11 games has been double lift. So we'll have to see who starts there. It's probably going to be double lift. If that's the case, probably not a ton of interest. Creep score per minute is pretty good. But if you're looking at assists, if you're looking at kills, it's just not there right now. One of the lowest scoring, if not the lowest scoring, I believe, um, just fantasy point per game per performer. And you should be looking at fantasy points per win and fantasy points per losses. Um, but just as a high level, uh, double lift has not been great. So tactical does draw the start at 6,800. That's something where to actually look where you have a, a slight favorite there and probably somebody who's not going to be highly owned and um, probably people who are not expecting to start but has had some upside. If you're looking for somebody towards just the bottom ends, that's a slight underdog. Once again, um, you can go to Evil Geniuses here at 6,600 bang, uh, plus one in 25 underdog. Not great, but if that's a team you want to stack or use as a one-off, has started every single game so far. So there's not much questions around that has had 5.1 assists per contest. Uh, right now, that's pretty much tied for the third highest on the slate. That's really good to see. You're getting a ton of kill participation around 74%. So if anything, you're probably getting pretty solid numbers there on those averages. Um, and then just in terms of average deaths, they're pretty low. So at 6,600, that's an underdog. All the way up at the top, though, Zvan and Kobe is where I'm probably going to be going with a lot of my lineups in that mid-range. Yeah, I'm not too thrilled with them. Like, if AD carries are going to score me a ton of points, I'm just going to get the guys who stand out the most. And that would be Zven and Kobe up top in the mid range. Like, I mean, fly quest, if you want to go with wild turtle at 172 as a favorite here, but you're getting the assist 4.9 per contest. You're just not getting the kills for like 
for a um, AD carrier. Like you're getting 2.6 per contest. Uh, so yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from the mid range when it comes to AD carriers. I'll be prioritizing just the, the main one heavy favorite that I'll be playing. Jungler, um, jungler, same thing. Most of these guys are, are starting on every team outside of just a few of them. So jungler at the top end, uh, you have a lot more junglers in terms of how much they produce here. They're going to just jump all around the map and they're going to be getting one kills and a ton of assists and using damage and being involved in kill participation. So they're kind of just a, a jack of all trades in a way with upside in terms of their kill department. You have three junglers who stand out in terms of average kills. Acadion, I believe it's pronounced, um, and that's going to be uh, for Dignus Gaming, um, and only started two contests. You have to actually see who starts here because Grig has started 12 other ones. So if you did end up getting Grig just going to the bench not playing, well, then there's upside in terms of value at 6,600 as a slight favorite. But the other one is going to be the highest price player from Cloud9, like we've been talking about, these two teams, 476 favorite. Blaber, you're getting 3.86 average kills per contest, seven assists, leads in both assists and kills, and obviously has the highest up. up side in terms of wins at jungler at 7600 is a very expensive price tag you're paying for like a similar uh, price tag as the mid laners and the 80 carriers so it's going to be expensive to fit these players in you might not be able to but that is by far the best player uh, and best play on the slate um if you're not going to if you're going to get grig starting for dignitas i believe it's pronounced um then you're not going to probably have me going there some of the low-end players that probably have some sort of upside i mean you can look towards counter logic gaming and wiggly i mean you're getting assists there you're getting a lot of kill participation 81 percent kill participation is the highest in the slate but only 1.43 average kills so what you can see there is maybe getting a little bit unlucky maybe there's some more upside in terms of the kills department but it is very skewed for the junglers right now you're looking at the top three junglers picking up a decent amount um, of assists and okay amount of kills and after that everybody is well below 1.5 average kills uh, labor all the way up to the top of cloud nine this is we talked about the support being a pretty big drop off this is probably the biggest drop off in, on the entire slate labor at the jungler position is like a tier above just everybody else and then if we go to teams so teams are going to be and i'll blow this up even bigger since we have less stats for the teams for 2020 um so teams are going to be interesting Teams are going to probably consist on DraftKings of teams that you just put in the team slot. You're not going to play them in the captain spot. FanDuel, once again, the salaries as I'm recording this are not out for the LCS slate so far, only the LEC. But FanDuel is allowing your teams to pick up other points like a normal player does. So if that's actually the case and based on their scoring and breakdown and seem like that, then teams are going to be viable in the captain spot, but that's built into the pricing. For here, I'm not putting any teams in the captain spot on Fantasy Cruncher. I have a restriction against that. And I'm probably not. So if I'm stacking cloud nine and they're all expensive, but if you wanted to stack them, the four of them do not play their team, play all four positional players playing their team is just going to limit your upside. I get it. Um, so the one percentage is right here. These are just ignore these for a second. Those are I'm pulling from the, the wrong VLOOKUP column. But if you if you wanted to stack them, it is a situation where like you should not be stacking a team with it because they're going to limit your upside. Teams like at best are going to end up scoring in, in this contest, like somewhere in the mid 20s, like mid 20s is like an at best type of thing. Um, whereas your best players are going to be scoring into the 30s on one uh, on these one contest, contest, one game contest. So yeah, Cloud9 is probably not a team I get a lot of because I'm going to be stacking their players and say the same exact team for team solo mid. Um, I think an interesting concept to start using if you just stack four teams and then uh, you stack four from one team, four from cloud nine, and then you pick one, one, and one, but you have to hope all those teams win. So it gets harder. So a four, two, one stack is interesting with the one being just another random team that you think is either an underdog that has a counter logic gaming that has upset upside as a slight underdog, evil geniuses, things like that. I think that that's actually appealing. I think evil geniuses is a very appealing plus one twenty five favorite to just slide into your captain spot. Um, in terms of their average game times, they usually last a little bit longer. So you can get more points from them in terms of just some other things like Baron control, um, 
those types of things stand out to me um dragon control so you're just talking about average points per game their upside in terms of being an underdog that stands out but a lot of my teams are probably going to be coming from team liquid fly quest just slotting them in there as either a, a secondary underdog or a secondary stack or just as a one-off from the team slot as the smaller underdogs i think a lot of people are just going to try and pay all the way up for cloud nine and team solo mid i think that's a mistake once you start getting to the low 5k range where team liquid is at 5200 things like that you're still getting a decent size favorite 167 but you're saving almost a thousand dollars so that's kind of how to play league of legends i know it, it was it was a breakdown plus some of the strategy involved there's a strategy podcast there's the strategy articles at this point if you just google them everywhere but if you are a patron there's one over there on patreon still you can just filter it by league of legends these stat sheets will be up over there on patreon the projections will be up before the 5 p.m lock probably even by today a day a day in advance so if you do want to check those out you can it's linked up down below but once again i will urge you if you are not currently in a comfortable or, or sturdy financial position because of what's going on and a lot of people are trust me including myself as a content creator right now then i please i do not want you to even consider getting those projections if you are somebody who is in an okay spot still and you feel comfortable and you do want to support me well you can go over there and you can check that out so Appreciate you tuning into this video. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Hit the subscribe button before you go. Check out the link down below to Superdraft as well as some of my other stuff like Patreon and those free uh, strategy guys for DFS in general. So peace out, game, and have a peace out, gang, and have a great rest of your day. I'll see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.